0: I work the number for him.com and now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I work for him podcast.
1: You know, every day we bring a challenge to try to help you and me be better equipped to taking our faith into our workplaces, connecting what we hear on Sunday with what we do in our nine to fives. We just are so excited about the who we have on the air with us today. But hang on, just a second. I want to invite you to connect with us on Facebook. I work for Him. I work the number four Him dot com on our website. Martha, what kind of great stuff can they get on our website?
2: Well, they can get um, everything from hearing our story. That is something they can do. They can actually even watch a video of a time when you spoke at a local Christian Chamber of Commerce. Um, Just great resources of people that we have um, uncovered, whether it's in past shows or um, just, you know, Whatever story you're wanting to tell in a blog is out there. It goes so on and on. If
1: if they want to listen to us live every day, but they don't yes. want to do it on their, uh, they don't, they're not a going
0: to be on the radio. they call the radio. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: then if they just go to our website, um, when we are live on one of the um, platforms that we are on, a little red button will be flashing. And they'll know which one to click on. And that'll get them to be able to stream it right from whatever device they're on.
1: All right. So make sure you check us out. I work, the number four, him. I work the number for him dot com. All right. For years, those of us in our workplaces have rejoiced and celebrated the phrase. Thank God it's Friday or TGIF. I've lived this myself for years. But what if we looked at it from God's perspective? Would he be saying the same thing? I don't think so. I think maybe God would be saying TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. If our workplace is our mission field, the TGIM is more appropriate than dreading every day of work and singing the praises of TGIF. Join us today for an update on the story and behind the story of work life and the no moan Monday, and especially how we can all avoid being Monday morning atheists. Doug Spada with work life. Welcome back to I work for him. Hey, Jim, it's nice to
3: be with you again and uh, look forward to uh, talking with you and uh, sharing everything with uh, with the listeners and seeing how um, how God can uh, bless us on this uh, this wonderful Monday.
1: Well, I think what's really important, Doug, is that people understand they can engage you immediately online at worklife.org. That's worklife.org. People need to check out your website, don't they?
3: Uh, yes, Jim. We have a lot of free things. So people can actually engage uh, things for their church, but most importantly for themselves. Uh, they can take assessments. They can find out uh, where are these uh, these these areas these these different uh, pockets of things that actually trip them up, particularly on Monday? But most of that has to do with their view of work and how they experience uh, work. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting things, and you can read a lot of stories and engage uh, a lot of really good resources there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Martha, you read the the Switch book first, the Monday Morning Revolution. You read that before I read it. I read Monday Morning Atheist. You read the Switch.
2: I don't know how you remember which book I read first. Because because I remember remember. said, You got to read it. I read Monday Morning Atheist. Okay.
1: You read the Switch. How did that impact you? You got to experience it first.
2: Well, first of all, let's just talk about it from a presentation point of view. It is a fun book. It's engaging. It's colorful. Um, It has great graphics. so, you know, I sing the praises of work life and, and all mm-hmm. the way you guys have done, um, just the whole approach. And I have to say, I was going to say, Jim, you woke up with a spring in your step on this Monday morning, which I just I love to see. So well, we got to you, s- you weren't moaning this Monday morning. So I'm <laughs> just I'm just going to say that. I knew right I was going to have Doug
1: Spade on air with uh, us today. We love hey. having Doug Spade on there.
2: There you go. And,
1: and, and Doug, your, your book, Monday Morning Atheist. What I read that four or five years ago, right as we were starting the, the show, mm-hmm. and I read him cool. like this is genius. How many of us have woken up and really lived out atheism in our workplace, Doug? These two books, you put them together and you call them the the Monday Switch Kit. We've got a copy. You want to give away today? Tell people why they should get this kit.
3: Yeah, uh, Jim, because it, you know, as Martha was saying, we we spent a, a couple years trying to figure out.
1: How do we actually
3: make this fun, you know, versus just work being a drag or even going through a discipleship, this or that or whatever? So we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how can people engage work, engage this process? You know, the simple way we talk about it is, hey, can you just trust God with six Mondays? And so it's really a six Monday process that people kind of walk through. Um, like I said, you're taking little fun assessments. You're getting, you know, text alerts on Mondays. Mm-hmm. You know, helping you sort of keep God top of mind. It's giving you different, uh, different things. To, you watch little video clips, things like that. So, yeah, it's um, we just we spend a lot of time trying to, you know, also not make it. Super intellectual, you know. It's not just about kind of absorbing more knowledge. We want to go actually try to practice it, right? So that's um, that's kind of what Martha was alluding to, and we spent a lot of time making it fun and engaging for people. Well,
2: and well, I think you were very successful at that. So I just want to encourage people when we give out the number today to to call in and um, ask for a copy of the the one that we have available, and otherwise check it out on your website because there is so much there. They can sign up. For. For emails, they can do all kinds of things at worklife.org.
1: It's a, yeah,
3: it's and then, a, Martha, I was going to say. Also, you can also uh, we have uh, we have an electronic version of it too, so you can actually experience it, you know, and get it, you know, very quick mm, and very actually start kind of walking through that. So, so today can be your for some of you your first Monday to actually start to experience your your work and your Mondays and a. In a whole new light, because uh, I think, guys, you know that, that 2018, and I'm just kind of declaring this for us, also, right? And for myself, is you know, mm-hmm. 2018 is going to be our best year at work, right? So let's just uh, all think that way and trust God and actually go forward in that, in that light.
1: Love that. Well, and No Moan Mondays. What is that all about? Yeah, well, um,
3: you know, we started to think about how do, we, how do we hold ourselves accountable, right? And so, you know, nobody likes that word accountability, like, hey, Jim, let's just kind of be accountable, you know, and I'm going to, you know, so I, I just threw some kind of really weird, again, back to fun and engaging, you know, this concept of having a Monday moan meter came up and so inside each week you measure your monday moan time and uh and and with this sort of this monday meter and you just kind of write down like hey was it two hours or three hours because you know um long time ago jim someone someone sent me an email and said hey how's your shmonday and i said shmonday it's s-m-o-n-d-a why and i and i was like Monday, and here's the definition of Monday. It's that time on Sunday when Sunday stops feeling like Mm. Sunday, and the dread of Monday kicks in. And we all know what that feels like, right? Oh, right after dinner yes. time on Sunday.
2: Well, for everybody, it might be different. I had somebody just last week say to me, um, is it after 2 o'clock on Sunday? Oh, yeah, my husband's gone into a different mode because Shit. it apparently now notice. has a name. I did not know that, so I'm going to have to tell was her that. that's, word for that's it. Monday.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: and, and so anyway, this, this, uh, this, this Monday moan uh, meter is kind of uh, embedded in each week of the experience of this Monday experience and really, you know, the way I like to think about it, guys, is, uh, you know, part of this is creating this, what I call a no moan Monday zone. <laughs> you can say that real fast, right? No moan <laughs> Monday zone mm-hmm. uh, around our lives and around our thinking so that we can kind of glorify God and, and and walk. And why Monday? All right. We're picking on Monday. It's because research shows, and I think we don't even need research for all of us to know that uh, even with the best of thinking and the best of understanding God's uh, theology about work and why he created work, Mondays are just difficult. And uh, And so what happens is that we have found that if we can help people on this one pivotal day, as we've talked in past shows, how this transition from Sort of Sunday to Monday, because we, in, you know, just in our religious mindset, kind of think that, hey, Sunday's kind of this day that it all happens. We can kind of handle this transition and make. Monday what God intended it to be then it'll 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 roll over and you know and kind of affect the whole rest of the week
1: all right so we want to get people engaged in your website worklife.org worklife.org if you are just now waking up to the idea that your work really matters to God this would be a phenomenal actually it's a phenomenal introduction for anybody in connecting their faith and their work and learning how to celebrate Mondays instead of bemoaning Mondays to shifting from Thank God It's Friday, where we look forward to getting out of work, to Thank God It's Monday, and looking forward to going to work, because that's our mission field, a mission field that's been designed for us from God. You're listening to I Work For Him. I am your host, Jim Brangenberg, joined on this very special occasion on a Monday by Martha Brangenberg, the illustrious, incredible, unbelievably, just the greatest wife on earth, Martha Brangenberg. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> Thank you, honey. I, I just think you're awesome. Well,
1: you know what? You're the one that found Doug Spada, Martha. As we're talking with Doug Spada today from mm-hmm. WorkLife, you're the one that found Doug Spada and WorkLife. You're like, you got to check this thing out. This was five or six years ago. You found him and then you found first you found the book Monday Morning Atheist. Mm-hmm. Doug Spada, when you wrote this book Monday Morning Atheist, who was that book for? Because it's, you know, it's a concept that that really every Christ follower needs to read that book.
3: Yeah. You know, uh, Jim, that book came from uh, really from my own life. You know what I mean? Because I, I tried to serve God. I love God. And, you know, and, and the way that we we formally sort of define a Monday morning atheist is someone who loves God, like probably a majority of people that actually listen to this show. You know, we love God and we want to serve him. But listen, we sometimes work like he does not exist mm-hmm. we all struggle with that on some continuum um and there's various reasons for that you know and we've uh, we've kind of identified some of those created an assessment to help people identify their top three reasons but to answer your question it really came from from the frustration of my own life so a lot of times when i'm speaking to people and things i i sort of confess you know i, I I sort of raised my right hand and said, "You know, I am a recovering Monday morning atheist," with you know <laughs> emphasis on recovering. So, yeah, that was it was written for for that purpose, and also, you know, just another little uh, little story. You know, when I was uh, when I was younger, I started trying to kind of follow Christ, and um, you know, my parents gave me this this Bible, right? And I started trying to. Uh, I started trying to figure out the Bible. Now they gave me a King James version, so my first thought was like, "Who who talks <laughs> like this?" Right? <laughs> and
1: uh, only the, the guys second, on the Monty but, Python movies. That's it. When when you were a kid, that's all you were thinking. The yeah, guys exactly. on the Monty Python. Pi- yeah. Well, right. Who's
3: this James guy? Well, I was a, a fairly creative youngster, and I. Uh, but you know these, these elements of Monday morning atheism, and I think everybody's going to kind of relate to this. I started to read the Bible and look at the different principles of the Bible, and uh, I loved the promises, but then I ran into other things that I that I, did, I, I really didn't like that much, you know, and so I, I came up with a brilliant idea, you know, at least for my uh, young, immature mind. I took crayons, and I took markers and pens, and guys, every time I ran into something in the Scripture that I really didn't like, like there was a part in Hebrews that I show when I speak sometimes that was about how God uses suffering sometimes to actually perfect us. And I think all of us can sort of relate to that mm-hmm. that, are, that are listening. Well, when I ran into something like that, guys, I would take a marker and I would say, you know what? I, I don't really like this. So I, I basically crossed it out. I literally eliminated things that I did not like in the Bible. <laughs> and so... Everybody may be chuckling at that, thinking, wow, that's, that is something else, you know. But, but you, you, that much. means
1: you and Thomas Jefferson had something in common, because Thomas Jefferson went through, did some of the same things. That's why we have the Jeffersonian Bible. He, he went through and took things out. He didn't like it, too.
3: Yeah, and that, that's exactly what I do. I put up on the screen, Jim, after that, I said, you know, I literally created the KDV version of the Bible. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, what's the KDV version? I said, well, you know, it's called the King Doug version. So I think we all have this kind of King Doug version, King Jim version. So Mm -hmm. here's what's not so funny about that is many, many, many years later, you know, I still see evidence of the very same things. Now, I know not to cross the Bible out. I know not to mark it up and, you know, kind of try to, you know, immaturely eliminate. But we still sort of kind of do the same thing. And so Monday Morning Atheist is about trying to help us identify that and, and sort of walk out of that. And uh, understand who we are in Christ and that uh, we we really titled it that because it's a it's a per, it's a little bit of a little pop in the nose as you as you can you know imagine and well. for those of you that have never seen it you can go to worklife.org, like Jim said it's got a light switch on the front mm-hmm. and so uh, just a light switch like you would flip when you come in the room and it's in the off position because a lot of times we subconsciously or some sometimes consciously Make a choice to sort of switch God off.
1: Well, and Doug, I'm amazed at the conversations we have with people all over the country. They think legally they can't bring their faith into their workplace. And so they shut it off because they think, well, it's illegal. It's illegal to bring my faith. How does engaging with work life online by signing up to do the Monday switch, how will that help people move away from being a Monday morning atheist?
3: Yeah, well, first of all, it's going to set the backdrop biblically for you understanding what work is about. Because, Jim, one of the real critical things is most people think of work as a four-letter curse word, okay? And so people's hate of Monday a lot of times has nothing to do with – that day, it has to do with this, what they think is a four-letter curse word, work. And so, if we if we kind of go all the way back to Genesis, and this is just kind of this is these are the kind of things you're going to learn, and just kind of, you know, some of them are just real, you know, they're they're true. They've always been there, but they we've been kind of blinded to it. But if you go all the way back to the creation story, and you think about this this incredible construction projects that, that God was involved in, right, creation. And uh, and you know it says way back in Genesis that that you know that God is a worker. Even even Jesus said this, and uh, I think it was John five seventeen. It says, "My Father is working until now, and I am working." So God is a worker. He went through creation, and so after God created, you know, after the six days of creation, you know, which was just obviously miraculous. God looked back, and He had another word for work. It was another four-letter word. You remember what it was, Jim? It was. He said, "It is what good. Good. That's right." So we have this tension between what we feel is this four-letter curse word, and and what God thinks about work. This other word, good, and uh, the tension between those is what causes us to sort of not understand this. Now, one more thing. Here's here's. I mean, this is just. This is just. This is right at it here. Okay, so it also says in Genesis. Okay, we've already we've already set the stage that God is a worker, and He's still at work in our lives in creation. But but He's a worker. But it says in Genesis that that we are created in whose image? In God's image. Right. So we're created in God's image. He is a worker. So listen, folks. Here's this is a mind blower. We are never more like our Heavenly Father and Jesus than when we are working. So that's not what we're taught, Jim. That's not what we feel, but it's the, it's the biblical truth. We are made to be workers. We're never more like our Heavenly Father than when we are working.
2: So, Doug, one of the things just for our listeners to understand then is your book, Monday Morning Atheist, is yeah. really set for them to pick up and read and, and really kind of shift their thinking about work. And then the switch that yeah. we talked about earlier is yeah. is like a six-week thing that you know they can do with other people at work or friends yeah. or um, yeah. whoever might a also... Small a small group. Right. Which is fabulous, you. fabulous resource yeah. to be able to then go, okay... I kind of get this. I don't want to be in a Monday morning atheist. Now, what am I going to do about it? Is yeah. that the way people should be looking at it?
3: Yeah. That Monday switch kit. I mean, you can buy these individually, but Monday morning atheist sort of lays out the challenge, mm-hmm. sort of like what we were just talking about. Okay. And, you know, a lot of some people use Monday morning atheist is a uh, it's got five different little sections. So you can kind of. You know, and these are, are fun little square books like you, like you've mentioned, Martha, yeah. just uh, very easy to engage. So Monday Morning Atheist sort of lays out the challenge. Uh, the Monday switch, that experience, that six Monday, that six week experience, that helps you walk out of it. That actually is a very engaging, okay, now what am I going to do about this, right? Mm-hmm. And so that can be done, as you just mentioned, in small groups. You can grab a, a friend or two or a co-worker and actually go through it at work or churches or organizations. We love to sort of partner with networks and organizations, and you all know, with even other ministries that actually uh, need some creativity and some pop. And some, uh, you know, some mm-hmm. momentum in this area. And, yeah, and you uh, even have, yeah.
2: like, you have support for that. So if, if say, um, a, a company were to really want to um, pursue this with their employees, you've got banners and things that they can be measuring their moan meter and all yes. kinds of things that can help them to to really set the stage to change the culture in their workplace. So That's talk right. about that. What kinds of things have you seen happen there?
3: Yeah, yeah, and so uh, you're right. It, it's uh, you know you, I think most uh, uh, company owners and uh, you know people like that, you know, they have to be very careful. They don't want to be too you know pushy and, and different things like that because you need to respect people's boundaries and, and their belief systems. Right. The good thing about the Monday switch, like we said, you can look it up for yourself. Google, you know, about Monday. There's there's more stress on Mondays. There's more heart mm-hmm. attacks. There's more suicides. Worker productivity on Mondays is like way, way down, like less than 50 percent, I think close to maybe 30 percent in the U.S. It's really shocking. Mm. There is there are so many things that actually affect work productivity, i.e. profitability of a company. So.
1: So when we come back, lots more with Doug Spada and Work Life. Check out Work Life online immediately, worklife.org. If it's an organization you need to engage with, every Christ follower in the world needs to take the six-week No Moan Monday Challenge. The six-week Monday switch kit is something we're going to give away today. If you are ready to make that switch in your mind, we want to give you a copy of the Monday switch kit from WorkLife, worklife.org. We've only got one copy to give away today, but you can call the iWorkFrame listener line at 866-713-9675. 866-713-WORK. Martha, you look like you want to say something.
2: Well, I do because, um, you know, this is something that, again, we just talked about their website, which is worklife.org. And there's so many resources there. And hopefully this will intrigue people enough to say, oh, I want to learn more about this. Because that's really the first step is just going, I've never thought about the fact that, you know, I should be looking at things differently. And we talk about it on the radio every day. And this is a really... Resource that can just take you to that next step. It's, and like a it's launch. so engaging. Um, I just really hope that people hear that because, you know, a lot of times I think when we tell people you need to do this, we w- there's a reason why, and it's really just hey, we hope we're piquing your interest and check it out and, um, and and see what God can use it for.
1: Worklife.org. Worklife.org. Doug Spada, let's talk about this church rollout program. You've got this whole idea behind. You bring work life and this Monday morning atheist idea. You bring it into churches. How do you do a church rollout of the work life program?
3: Yeah, Jim, that's that's actually where I started. You know, trying to uh, you know in my own church. You know, many, many, many years ago, down in California you know, I, uh, I was wrestling. I saw God doing miracles out in the marketplace. I saw him active, but then, I mean, we, and we were a very healthy church in a lot of different ways, but we were basically attractional. We were trying to grow the church primarily on Sunday. And, uh, so what I, I tell pastors all over the world is, you know, we, we really have to be focusing on growing the church on Monday. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I've been asking. You know, someone asked me a question that really challenged me, and I, I asked I asked pastors this same question: What if, what if God cares as much or more about Monday than Sunday? Oops. Ooh, and you know, Pat, you ask pastors that question? I do, and I, sometimes and? I get stoned. But uh, <laughs> but here's the thing: most of the people are engaging. The marketplace, their 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 spheres of influence on Monday, right? So Sunday is like a launching point. Except we lose track of people. Most most people, just from our research and surveys, do not understand their cult. So what happens? Just like in my own life, walls of isolation, discouragement, and disillusionment. Because people don't understand their purpose. And the truth is. It, you know they're they're literal ministry extensions extensions of the church, so it's a it's an amazing church growth strategy, but it actually grows the kingdom. You know, you know, because it's 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 obviously more important about growing the kingdom.
1: Now Okay, so let me, let me just ask a question. So you just recently rolled us out in I think you said Virginia, right?
3: Uh, yes, yeah, it was a church uh, fellowship community church in uh, in Roanoke, Virginia, or close to Roanoke there.
1: Okay, so how how did that go? I mean, I want to hear about the experience. You know what? I I don't want to take your word for it, Pastor Bill Fuller. How did that go? (laughs) Hey guys, hey Doug. (laughs) All right. Well, actually, it was
4: pretty amazing. It was a pretty amazing. Hey Martha, Um, uh, what what can I say? Well, I just
1: how did you? I mean, how did you get introduced to Doug Speda and work life?
4: I met Doug 20 years ago at the Cove, uh, Billy Graham's Cove Training Center, and uh, we sort of connected then, and we kind of lost touch with each other. And then 20 years later, I still had his cell phone number, and I called him and called him in an airport and begged him to come to my church and help us launch something.
1: Hmm. So what did that look like?
4: Well, we, we did a four-week sermon series based on his book, Monday Morning Atheist. We built the largest- Oh, wait,
1: okay, so wait, wait, wait. Ever. you got to go slow. Bill, slow down. You did That's a so four- exciting. I'm excited. You did a four-week series <laughs> on Monday Morning Atheist. We did. We did. Oh, how,
4: yep. Well, I've been I trying bet. for four years to persuade my staff to let us do something like this. And finally, uh, th- th- that was the year- and they said, yeah, let's do this thing. We really had the biggest uh, attendance we've ever had in our first Sunday of the year. Uh, so we did it the very first Sunday of January of this year. And uh, Doug came
3: and kicked it off for us.
4: Uh, it was amazing.
1: Yeah, what was the reaction?
4: Was of, to the- you,
3: know, you know, Jim, I was going to say, too, that uh, their church was so committed to this. You all know, on the I, I just mentioned on the front cover of Monday Morning Atheist is a light switch. So... Um, Their church actually built almost a six foot tall sort of functional light switch. You know, the switch went up and down It had terminals on the back. And so that was a lot of fun to interact with and actually uh, engage the people and understanding kind of how do you how do you actually keep God switched on? So at one point uh, during the first Sunday when I was there, I was sharing this and I went over to the light switch and I flip the switch off and then they dropped some lights on the stage and <laughs> it was a lot of it was a lot of fun.
2: Oh, that's great. So
3: Bill,
1: you I mean, I gotta believe well we'll talk to me about the engagement factor. You you were rolling this out. What did you expect? How did you expect people to engage with you?
4: That's a great question. You know, I knew Doug, so I knew that when he came that There was going to be an anointing from God that came with him. And I knew Doug would bring a different perspective, but my dream was this. I was hoping to see our marketplace ministers activated and empowered to see their work as an act of worship and to see their workplaces as their mission field. Um, I really wanted them to have this first-time experience of God's delight over their work, because I think most Christians in the workplace— don't have that sense. They feel like they're second-class Christians. And uh, so that's kind of what I was hoping for. And I was hoping for the beginning of the end of that clergy-laity distortion in the church.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what did you get? What did you get after four weeks of preaching the Monday morning atheist series? Which I got to tell you, if I'd have known, I'd have driven to Virginia to hear that oh, sermon yeah. series. Or I'd have For sure, put it on. I'd have put it on the internet. I would have loved to have heard that. What did you get instead?
4: Wow. Um, I think like Doug's kind of in a unique position to challenge old ways of thinking, introducing new paradigms. He truly introduced a new paradigm to our church. Mm-hmm. Now you have to understand. Our pastors had been preparing for this for about, oh, four months. And so they were working on sermons, and it was kind of funny. They would come back to me and say, so wh- where can I get more information on this topic uh, about spiritual schizophrenia and so forth? So there was a, a change process that was already happening before the series ever began. And then when Doug came and spoke, he shattered the lie, the sacred-secular divide, he really shattered that thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so many people in the church in the workplace um, rose up. You know, my church loves to do an occasional altar call. And uh, the the third Sunday, we said, folks, if you're here and you want to bring an end to this, this clergy, laity lie, and you really want to Step into the ministry God's given you. Just stand up. And we had 100 percent of our people stand up.
2: Wow. Oh, my God. Uh,
4: which was astounding, which really, truly was an amazing thing. Um, we had people writing comments. We had, I remember this one guy wrote in. He, says, he said, this was the most practical, helpful sermon I've ever heard at this church. And that was the Sunday Doug Spoke.
1: Mm-hmm. How I'm cool dope. is that? I love that. Okay. So we're now three months down the road since the series. Well, two months since the series ended, how has this permanently bringing work life and Doug Spada and the whole idea of being a Monday morning atheist and ending the sacred secular divide and ending the, the pastor laity d- uh, dichotomy. How has that permanently changed your church? Oh,
4: wow. Well, that's a good question. Let me give you one quick testimony. I've got a gal who works in a financial aid office at a university here in town. and She wrote us this lengthy email, which I'll shorten. She says, I like what I do, but my boss is trying at times. She said, I used to complain about my job, and I wondered if God had me there or why he had me there. She began to pray and say, God, am I destined to be somewhere else? And then she said, we hit the Monday Morning Atheist series. <laughs> and uh, her, her boss's uh, uh, mother became very, very ill, and she died. And through all of that, she kept supporting uh, her boss and kept uh, writing her notes of encouragement, scriptural notes of encouragement. And then uh, shortly after that, her father became very ill, her boss's father. And shortly after that, her boss's father passed away. Wow! Now, it, it, here, here's the great thing. The week she came back to work, her boss gave her a thank you card, and the card said this. Thanks for all your kind words and faithful expressions when my parents were sick. I especially loved your religious thoughts, words, and prayers. You are a good ambassador for God. Oh, man. Oh. And gal powerful. Wrote, and she says, when I read that, tears came to my eyes, and I felt such a sense of satisfaction that God used me in my workplace of all places. I feel like that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg of what yes. I'm hearing people say, that they're saying, wow, God's using me in my workplace. <laughs> who, would have, mm-hmm. who would have guessed? And so we're seeing that pop up all over the place. Uh, we just two weeks ago, uh, we had uh, a, a big baptismal service, and one of our folks shared in her testimony. She said, you know what? I've decided to go public with my faith because of the Monday Morning Atheist Sermon Series. I, I want people to know I follow Jesus. That's pretty, that's pretty powerful.
1: That's pretty powerful. Pastor Bill Fuller with Fellowship Community Church. Talk to me. Would you recommend that other churches do exactly what you guys did? Absolutely.
4: I mean, don't do it if you, if you, if you don't want to rock the boat. But if you want to rock the boat and you want to waken your people up, I call them the sleeping giant of the Mm -hmm. church, which is Christians in the workplace, if you want to wake them up and and turn your community inside out, then yeah, invite Doug to come and help you launch that four or five week series. Um, You will never regret it. Mm
1: -hmm. Pastor Bill Fuller with Fellowship Community Church in Salem, Virginia. Thanks so much for calling into I Work for him today. Thank you for the testimony. Really Mm -hmm. appreciate you, Bill. You bet. Doug, that was my little surprise for you today. And yeah. wanted, how how cool is it to hear that?
3: Oh, it was. Uh, that's amazing. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was good accountability too, man. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, I better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is this is the church and the pastor itself. But you know, one thing about Bill's leadership too has just been amazing. Is uh, and the church is. Uh, you know, Jim and Martha, they have used all the tools of work life. You know, they've absorbed. You know, so yes, there was a series, but you and I both know we've been through enough series. That's why you asked that question, Jim. You're like, hey, what, you know, what's what's it been like? Mm-hmm. Well, they're using our electronic platform, so there's over 500 people that are being that are getting Monday morning material and stuff on Mondays and Thursdays. They're also, uh, you know, they they funneled people into switch groups, and now some people are having switch groups in their workplace. Awesome. So he told you one element, but there's probably about three, four other
1: pieces of the, and that's the stuff that can happen in churches across America. Martha, we're giving away a copy of the switch kit. How do people get a copy?
2: Well, they can just call our, I work for him listener line, which is eight, six, six, seven, one, three, nine, six, seven, five. And I just want to um, point out to the people that do that. Make sure that if you leave me a phone number, that it's something that I can text you back at. Otherwise spell out an email address. And I say that in the voicemail, but, um, I've been chasing down a few people just trying to connect with them because we want to get their addresses to send them what we um, are offering.
1: Absolutely. Now, Doug Spada, that was a little surprise with Bill Fuller from the Fellowship Community Church out of Salem, Virginia. You said that there was even more amazing testimonies that, that Bill wasn't able to highlight.
3: Yeah, there was uh, a lot of their, you know, membership, and th- you know, Bill wrote me a letter once here uh, and said that a bank president, you know, he began to realize the hand, you know, hand of God in his meetings, and he and he sort of changed the way that they actually were going to uh, operate for the 2018 and stuff. So, yeah, there's uh, there's a, quite a few testimonies, and those are only the ones we know about, and right. so. At at some point, I'd like to tell you about another situation in uh, West Virginia where, you know, an association of 390 churches have made 2018... The year of work life discipleship and missions and uh, maybe bring that leader on that way that's just an amazing thing that's kind of happening.
1: Well, I what I'd love know. to do is we bring that leader on. Well, maybe do it this summer after several churches have done, it, maybe we can bring on a leader from a bunch of those churches to share what the impact is on their church. I think that'd be great. That's, that's right. All right, you had the opportunity to go to Redding, California not too long ago and to speak at the Heaven and Business conference, Andy Mason and his group there, Heaven and Business. Talk to us about that experience because you got to introduce work life to a whole nother crowd.
3: Yeah, I uh, uh, that was that was a real joy, uh, Jim. Because uh, I just I love what uh, what Andy and his staff is are doing at Heaven in Business, and you know, and and I think uh, you know if I could just kind of put it in a nutshell, what Heaven in Business is actually doing is actually helping people sort of recognize. The benefits that we actually have, you know, it's, you know, in like Psalm 103, you know, forget not your benefits. Right. We have these amazing benefits that God's given us to walk out a miraculous life uh, in our work life and stuff. And uh, so uh, they're doing that. But, you know, they also really help people go practice it. So let's let's not just talk about it, but let's go do it. So during the second day of the conference, instead of just talking about it, guess what? They took a pause. Everybody went out into the marketplace. They went into different spheres of, you know, government or business or different things like that and actually prayed for people and prayed for miracles and different things like that. So it was a. it was quite a different experience and you know and i i had a miracle sort of happen myself in that in that environment that i can share uh when you guys are ready
1: well please go ahead because you had there was something a miracle related to your name that came up during the conference
3: yeah you know it was really interesting you know uh i was uh, one of my first session i was uh i was teaching on a lot of the things that we're talking about here and uh a couple came up from uh, from Ecuador. They had a little bit of broken English and very, very sharp uh, couple. And they said they told me that the Lord had asked them to actually fly all the way from Ecuador to Redding, California, because they needed an answer to uh, to a struggle that they were, uh, you know, that they were kind of walking through. Right. And I said, really, all the way from Ecuador? I mean, I, I thought, well, man, can't you just pray in Ecuador? <laughs> <laughs> and uh but they obeyed. Came all the way to Redding, California. The struggle that they were wrestling with was, is it was, it was right to Bill Fuller's point here. Okay, they they were wrestling with the fact that their church asked them to come on staff, and and probably a lot of the church leaders, and, and just like myself in my past, somehow that seemed like that was a little bit more spiritual. But God had called them to actually launch a kingdom business in Ecuador. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I said, okay. And they said, when I got up to speak and Andy Mason introduced me um, and said, hey, this Spada guy from Atlanta, Georgia has come over here to talk with us. They just about fell out of their chair. So remember, they flew all the way from Ecuador. She opens her iPhone and shows me the picture of the name that the Lord gave them for their kingdom business before they came. Months before, they already had the brand. It was already on a leather portfolio. <laughs> Jim and Martha, listen. The name that God gave them for the business, their business in Ecuador, was Spada.
0: Hmm.
3: Your last name. The reason why that Spada and uh, it means you know comes from a root called Espada, and it means sword. So wow. the Lord brought them all the way from Ecuador brought me from atlanta gave them the answer to their prayer it was just it really shocked me i was just like wow man i sometimes we just don't trust god enough you know what i mean and so that Mm -hmm. that made my whole conference just watching god move like that
2: amen and to see and to be able to um, keep tabs on them and find out what god continues to do in their work in ecuador
1: yeah that'll be that'll be cool
3: the second day i shared with the group i said man how How miraculous is God? I said, I I fly all the way from Atlanta, and I find out that I own a business in Ecuador. God That's owns awesome. the
1: business that, in Ecuador, uh, not Doug Spada. Doug, uh, you're working on so many exciting things and people can engage with you on your website, worklife.org, worklife.org. And I want to encourage people to sign up to do the Monday switch. But you also told me about the fact that you're working on a global rollout of the Monday switch movement. How in the world can you do this globally? Because not everybody speaks English.
3: Yeah, you know, that, that's through a network um, called the World Evangelical Alliance, okay? And that, that, the World Evangelical Alliance is, a, is a, uh, a network of 600 million Christians. It's probably one of the largest. It is, I think, the largest in the world, okay? 600 wow. million. And they have a division called the, the Business Coalition of the World Evangelical Alliance, and, uh, and, you know, it took many months and stuff, but the secretary generals and stuff sort of kind of voted to use work life as sort of a tip of the spear, uh, to actually bring this, you know, concept to all of these churches and to, to networks, uh, around the world. So we're in the process of, uh, of needing to fund that, but man, I tell you, Jim and Martha, there is such an opportunity, as you can imagine, for us to be able to speak globally to these networks and spread this.
1: Doug, so you're saying that it's not just Christ followers in the U.S. that are struggling with connecting their faith and their work. You're saying that this is a common issue across the globe. Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, it's uh, actually my partner through the World Evangelical Alliance, that came from – we were in Berlin, Germany, and – and we did a thing with 27 nations there, you know, a couple years ago uh, called uh, Transforming Moontag. montag is German for Monday, Transforming Mondays. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Germany, South, South, America, you know, South America, South Africa, you know, just it's all over the world. I mean, people struggle just like we do.
2: You know, it makes me think of the fact that, you know, we have heard testimonies for years all over the world that... Um, we are created with an inner void where there are people that we would never imagine they feel a sense of loss without a God and learning when they learn about our Heavenly Father it fills that void and so really this is kind of that second step then they say um, inner inner, you know in their heart they they work and what is that purpose why do they have this need to work but a, a need for purpose in their life through their work and so Really, this is I see that as a natural next step for people. You're f- you're f- helping to answer that question that they don't understand.
1: Doug, I want people. We only have a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. I want people to know how they can engage with you to bring work life and the Monday morning atheist series to their church. How do how do they get that done? I mean, there's a lot of people listening going, I want to tell my pastor about this.
3: Yeah. Well, go to worklife.org. You can look at the church. Uh, there, there's a church section there, mm-hmm. and then there's a, there's free downloads. There's a little two-page PDF. It's just beautiful and fun and engaging. You can just click on that and then forward it to your pastor, write him a little letter just saying, Pastor, I'd love to share this with you. Um, if I can help, you know, call us or send an email and uh, love to engage. So we like to help churches. Uh, individuals, but also networks and other ministries and stuff, because like i said i'm uh, we 're very open handed we are we are aligned and actually uh, created to actually partner with other organizations and churches to actually uh, awaken the body of Christ and bring you know for most people work sucks the life out of them work life is about helping people find life through their work,
1: yeah. So they can reach you personally, Doug at worklife.org, Doug at worklife.org, or they can just check you out online, worklife.org. Doug Spade, it's so exciting to hear all the different things that WorkLife's involved in. We want to make sure we plug the No Moan Monday, get the the switch, the Monday switch. Yeah. People go onto your yeah. website, really quick, 10 seconds. How do they sign up for the Monday switch?
3: Well, you'll see it right on the homepage. Just click on it. You'll see, the, you'll see that product, and then uh, it'll give you options to either uh, – Engage it electronically, or uh, or uh, or buy it physically, and then we'll ship it to you. So you can that do that. Is it's a it's, it's a minimal minimal cost for, uh, for the impact and the fun that you're going to experience. Right. Doug
1: Spade with work life. Thanks for being on I work for him. Hey, bless Thanks, you all. Doug. You've been listening to I work for him with your hosts Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him.
0: him.